0: what's up family it's the radical redhead Cole phillips coming to you with yet you know what i say another fire because it's fire I like to believe I'm speaking fire. Okay, I'm getting on try Another fire episode of No Ordinary Church Girl. Candid conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. Let's get into it, Knock Nation. Guys, I'm super excited today. I think I say that all the time, but I I, I stay excited because I
1: like talking to you. Yeah, yeah you know, you yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy I this. That. You're always excited. I about am excited. Yeah. I'm
0: excited. I, I like imparting
1: and exhorting and... I think that's why I like to be around you because it's, you know, that Good. osmosis kind of you thing. You
0: like that? Yeah. Good. See, yeah. there it is. And, so, and as you can hear, I have a guest. So hopefully you're excited because when I have guests, it always goes phenomenal in my opinion. You guys get tired of hearing me all the time probably, but it's okay. We have a guest. Her name is Marsha Sherrill. And I'm excited to have her on with us. We're going to be talking about our topic today, which is word matter. So I'm going to spare you my therapy. You know, I normally do my little therapy, the news you absolutely cannot use. But we're going to go right into it because I want plenty of time. This is a topic that actually is very near and dear to my heart uh, just because I am a writer. Uh, I am a speaker and words do matter. They matter. And I don't think we really take into account how much they really matter. And so I'm excited to have you here, ma'am. We're going to dig right into this thing. Yes, I'm happy um, to be here. I want you to tell people about you, what all you do and everything. We're going to oh, dig. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> that ties into something, but go ahead. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> and thank you for having me. Absolutely. I've, I've been looking forward to this for the last couple, two, or three months. Ooh. And um, I'm Marcia Sherrell. I am born and raised California. Mm, and I, I moved to Texas in 2003. Mm-hmm. So, um, Northern California. Let me say that. Yeah, I was going to ask. Northern yeah. and the Southern, and they're two completely different worlds, mm-hmm. if you will. So, like, um, Southern California is really fast. I think. Okay. I think it's a it's a fast paced life mm. there. And Northern California, well, like we just mosey. Yeah. We just kind of mosey through life, and yeah
0: it's cool. No chill. Yeah. Okay. Chill. So so northern California definitely would be like Sacramento area, right?
1: San Francisco Bay Area, yeah. Sacramento is up north from from San Francisco okay. plus okay. raised in in uh San Francisco if you may remember the Haight-Ashbury district. Yeah. The Haight-Ashbury, I lived on Ashbury when oh, the hippies wow. came in and the free love. And, yeah. And, and the hippies came in and yeah. went from beatnik to hippie. And wow. I lived through that. Wow. I lived through that. So, you know, that might explain a lot about me. I'm a I'm, uh, uh, borderline, I call it boho chic. And, oh, I and, like
0: that. Boho chic. Go mm-hmm. ahead, girl. So,
1: you know, I'm I'm not one way or the other. I'm more eclectic than anything. Yeah. So, um, and that's pretty much my personality. I am um single
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I have no children, no pets. It's only me that mm-hmm. I take care of and mm-hmm. I am a handful. So oh, okay. You know She said, I know, I know I'm a handful. I know I am. So <laughs> Sometimes I can't stand myself. Wasn't wasn't that a song or something? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I read a lot. Uh, When I was really young, I, um, like maybe learning how to talk, I stuttered Mm. pretty bad. I had a pretty bad stutter. And one of the teachers in my elementary school used to take me out in the hallway and tell me to say one word at a time. Mm. And That's when, because I was bullied a lot, you know, bullied a lot because I couldn't get my words out. And the more I tried to push a word out, the the worse the stutter got. Wow. So she took me aside and in the hallway, she would tell me to think about what I want to say. See Jane run. But say one word at a time Mm. and then breathe. See Jane run. So when I talk like that, I did not stutter. Hmm. And it took me a long time to say things. So, you know, it took me, it wasn't like an overnight cure or anything like that, but I didn't know that I was enunciating words. And then I find that as I, grow up that what, what I talk in and what I find other people talking in, they have a picture in their mind and they try to project that picture onto you using a whole bunch of words instead of one word at a time. Mm. And so sometimes things are mixed up. You can't get mixed up, see Jane run, Yeah, but you can get mixed up in a picture that people are trying to convey. And so, um, anyway, I'm just a word girl. Just a word. I'm, I am a word girl. I love to read. Um, when I was 12, um, because of my stuttering, my grandmother gave me a diary. And I started writing down my frustrations and writing down um, things that bothered me. Yeah. So it, I've been journaling and diarying, diary, you know, whatever. That, that'll work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> After I became a teenager. I make up words on here all the time. You know, <laughs> as a young girl, it was Diary. Yeah, as a teenager, it became journal. Well, you know, because
0: diary sounds so kiddish, you know, yeah.
1: right? <laughs> so I, you know, and I always tried to be grown. So um, I started journaling, and yeah. um, at the age of twelve, and I still have that first diary. As a matter of fact, I have just about all of my. Oh, journals. that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I and and that's a lot of what I want to talk about today in terms of word matters. Journaling is so it's so crucial in terms of counseling. Is great. So I never want to take away from that finding, and I always say a Christian counselor because someone whose principles and in, in their teaching and in terms of their uh, helping you uncover things should be based on the principles of God's word. Yes. Um, but at the same time, journaling is so beneficial in terms of pouring out things that are just hanging out in your mind that you don't pour out, maybe you need to write first before you speak. So like you said, slowing Mm -hmm. down, right? Because this is why in the word it says, be slow to speak, right? And because we need to be able to slow down because a lot of times things will be going on in his head. And literally I'm walking this out like right now, God has been dealing with me about my area of selfishness. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't feel I'm selfish when I give. And, I, you know, you get in the space where you're like, I've been giving and I've been giving and I've been giving. I don't think there's anything wrong with me saying, this is for me, this is my time, right? Right. But there's something to be said about what journaling does. And and I wish I hadn't. uh, It it was a painful time in my life where I was writing a great deal. Um, It was during my marriage and it was during some really trying times within Mm -hmm. the marriage and that was my way of communicating with God that was my way of getting out what was hurting my heart yeah but at the same time uh once I went back and read them I was like I don't like this I don't even like the woman I was I don't like the headspace I was in so I ended up burning them up I did and on one end I say I wish I could uh, I, I wasn't in the space I was when I did that because I could go back continuously and see how much I've grown I think at that moment I was looking at the pain and I was looking at everything that I was walking out that I didn't allow myself to really see. But look where you are now. Look who you are now. And I think that's the benefit of journaling is that you are actually able to see the progression of your life and how you've Mm -hmm. grown. So talk to us about your journey because you have a pretty powerful journey and how that Um. journaling played a part in that.
1: Well, the one thing I'll, I will say about about the journaling is that I go back mm-hmm. and I will pick a journal and I will start reading it. And all I do is I talk to that little girl that wrote it. Mm. And I tell her, you got a few more things to go through, but but you're going to be OK. Wow. And see, and if I ever needed to know if if prayer changes things, if God changes things, mm-hmm. if I have survived anything I can go back to my journals yeah. and say, look, at, this, was, this was the suicide time mm. that I wrote no more,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I meant it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I couldn't even do that right, you know, wow. and I even wrote that in the journal, like, well, well, I'll be dang,
0: <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to Now y'all that's I, not funny, but you gotta understand no, it,
1: it, it <laughs> You well, gotta
0: know Marsha. and the times I've been around her, this woman has a way again with words that <laughs> it'll just like you'll be like, wow, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. You
1: know, and and it's like so I had to call back the suicide hotline yeah. and tell me it didn't work. Oh you know, father. that that you know what, it did not even work. And so from that I get that it wasn't supposed to work. Right. It wasn't supposed to work. And then I hear things as life goes on that what the things that you go through is not really for you. Yeah. It's for your testimony to tell someone else to, mm-hmm. to help them get over. And I find that that's real. Yeah. That's real that some, I hear people say, I can't understand why people would want to commit suicide. And I think that if we thought about what we say, oh, man. before we say right. it, right. And the impact of what you... Because you don't know who's sitting around you. And you don't know who's contemplated, walked it out, and wasn't successful. And wasn't successful. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And I will tell them, I understand suicide. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. I tried twice. Mm. It did not work. Well, obviously, either time. Yeah, yeah, you're here. Yeah, you know, this is the resurrected... (laughs) (laughs) In many ways. I got you. I got you. And so... you know, what I, when I look back over my life and in the last few months, I have been going back and rereading, um, some of my journals and, and writing and, and what's happening in my life is that I feel like I'm in the midst of another change. Mm. And, and sometimes I don't know when I am, but this time, this is a long time coming. And it's like, there's another layer of me where, um, if God took all the lies and all the cover-ups and all the, the denials and everything all at once, it'd probably shock me into death. Wow. But he works with me on, I'll reveal a little bit at a time because you can't take all of it. Mm -hmm. It's like Jesus at the cross, Mm -hmm. you know, he took it all. Yeah. I can't even handle a hangnail. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so, he just removes things and then he reveals well, things to me yeah in in such a way that i'm getting to my really true self
2: mm-hmm.
1: where you know me we've known each other a few years yeah, now yeah and yet you only know a fraction of what i've shown you absolutely true and vice versa and vice versa right see i know that other people like other people may may talk and i know them oh she's so crazy. She's so funny. She, that's the only thing I know about that person. Mm-hmm. But there's other facets. It's those other facets that are starting to open up Yeah, in me to become the woman I was meant to be all along.
0: And I think that when we talk relationships, that's why I get um, disappointed when I hear people, uh, let me say it this way, marriage can be difficult. Uh, but I think it can be difficult because we don't go in with the expectation that there's always going to be um, the revealing, Mm -hmm. right? There's going to constantly be a unraveling. And some of it's happening that the person, like you just said, doesn't even know that's happening, right? right? It happens. They're like, I didn't even really recognize that was there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what you're saying is so absolutely true because a lot of people know me as Cole and they see whatever personality they see coming from Cole but they don't know that Cole can be very crazy and Cole, Cole has a snap crackle and pop personality mm-hmm. that would shine. lights the on mess- nobody's home yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh see,
1: that elevator mm-hmm.
0: oh yeah it's very real yeah. in my life real. and i've worked hard to keep her under control yes. but she ain't dead she mm-hmm. just dormant dormant right and so talk about that journey so so how because there is an unraveling right one one yeah. portion at a time. Like you said, he's showing you a new level
1: yeah. of self. And, and 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 it's life. Life in itself. And as we live life, that I used to look at, well, this is my life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My life. But there's so many facets that when I look at a cat, I love cats. So when I look at a cat, they say that they have nine lives.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, each one of us we don't have just one we've lived each different parts of our life as a different character but they all to come together as one yeah but we call it my life yeah yeah so I have lived drug addict. I was a drug addict an alcoholic for 24 25 years mm. and at the age of 39 I went into recovery. And so from that point until now, I have not used any mind-altering chemical uh, to change my mood, to change my being. So I have 29 years clean and sober. Wow. Clean and sober. And the one thing about getting into recovery was, um, okay, well, maybe I just won't drink as much that they're going to help me use and and smoke cocaine and Smoke weed like a lady. Mm-hmm. Forget about it being illegal. Right, right. And the counselor. said will find a way said, to do it though. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah. find a way to do it. And my counselor called me in and she said, No. You may be dually addicted, but all of it has to go. Wow. I said, all at once. I found that I did not know how to eat. I did not know how to socialize. I didn't know how to clean house. I didn't know how to keep myself. Wow. Drugs and alcohol dictated my life for me. I didn't have to do that. But God said no. He picked me up and he cleaned me off. And and it took a while. But when when uh, in recovery they said, well, we're going to start talking about God now. Hmm. I said, is He everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: tracking you down. If he loved me,
1: right. He would have never let these other things happen. I never would have been raped and burned with cigars over Mm. my body. Mm. I would not have had that. I would not have seen a friend murdered. I would not have seen those things. I wouldn't have been in an abusive relationship, had my lips busted, my teeth knocked out. I wouldn't have been in all those things if he loved me like he says he did. And don't speak to me about Jesus. He's just like a regular man but I can see when I look back
2: mm.
1: on my ignorant train of thought just like when people say I can't I don't understand how how people could commit suicide I couldn't understand God in my life either the same kind of thing mm-hmm. until I got to know him. somebody told me about relationship well how do you have relationship with the Creator? I mean, I'm just like minuscule. I'm mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. nothing. But she said, I want you to look up all the scripture where God says who you are. And I did. And he said I was beautiful. Well, and he told me I was worthy and that I was his, his daughter.
2: Yeah.
1: Like what? M- me? That began a relationship very slowly. Yeah. But I had to also write down what I wanted God to be in my life. So I wrote down like 30 adjectives that he was kind. He was not abusive. Mm. He was warm. He was an oval, meaning he wasn't square with quarters that would cut. Wow. He was an oval. That's good. That's good. He was an oval. He was melody. He was harmony. Uh, He was words. He was um, speaking clearly that he, he was my bank and he was my ultimate relative. Wow. My mother, my father, my sisters, he was the ultimate relative. It doesn't even have a name because my mother, my father, my sisters, when you get hurt by everyone, yeah. that he became the relative that I can't name Because he became all of them.
2: Yeah, that's good.
1: And he treats me that way. And so whenever I needed something, I would add like provider. I just add it to my list. I still carry that list around in in one of my books today.
0: And see what I love about what you said, though, when we talk about words matter. So I am very, very, very intentional. Can I say very one more time? Very, very intentional Mm -hmm. about how I speak to my sons. The reason I'm so intentional about how I speak to my sons is because I can, I hear, number one, I pay attention to what I say and I hear what I say, right? So here recently, my son has been getting crafty with telling stories. Okay. Okay. So I'm saying crafty with telling stories because what I don't want him to be associated with is a liar. Yes. So I don't call him a liar. I say, you're getting good at telling stories. So here's what you need to learn, son. You need to be able to tell stories in a way that helps someone else be encouraged to be better. Let's not use the ability to tell a story to deceive and manipulate a person to get what you want. Cause right now you're being deceptive and you're being manipulative mm-hmm. and that is not of God. Right. I said, so that's not who you are though. Let me, let me be very clear. You are not that, yeah. but the practices that you're currently walking down are going to make you appear to be that. And at some point, son, if you don't turn, and start That's using good. your gift to tell stories in a way to help someone be better and, and grow and be encouraged, no one's going to respect nor believe what you say. Right. They're going to always look at you as like, what does he want? What is he trying to do? What is he trying to get yeah. over with? Yeah. But I'm, I'm careful with that. Even when we talk about budgeting in the home, I don't ever say what well, we don't have. <laughs> I don't say I don't have money, right? Because no. because I serve the ultimate provider. Yeah. Therefore, mm-hmm. it's not in the budget, son. Because every, everything has a budget. Yeah. Businesses operate yeah. on a yes. budget, right? So right. in our household, we have a budget. And you need to understand that randomness that you're asking for, mama didn't put that in the budget for the yeah. month to account yeah. for. So yeah. it's not that I don't have it. Right. It's just not in the budget. So we right. got to look where we're going to pull from right. to make that happen. Right. So just the That's fact good. that what you said when you started talking about that oval was huge. Like I wouldn't, I, like that hit me. Mm-hmm. I got you with everything else I was with. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, I'm that with you, oval. I'm with you. When you said oval though, yeah. I was just like, wow. Because just when you take it in in terms of the hurt and the pain that you've experienced, right? Yeah. And you recognize a square as it has points that points. can hurt. Yeah. But an oval cannot. Mm-mm. That's huge. Yeah. And when we talk about words matter, like that's one of those things where you... You have to pay attention to how you (laughs) let words out of of your mouth. Out of your mouth. Right? And so that that was, for anyone right now who has a difficulty with building a relationship with God, because it is about relationship. Relationship. It's not about religious rules and regulations. I don't get into the rhetoric. I believe relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I talk the way I talk on the show. That is an awesome way to begin to identify all the different ways. You can see him, and connect with him. I love that.
1: Yeah, I, I've also like last year in the year year last year I think it was that I um, went through for the second time and became certified as a belief therapist. Wow! And so, you know, that word therapist is just like, you know, I speak the principles of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I may not quote a whole bunch of scriptures to you, but you better believe that what I talk and what I live is the principles. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, with that and, and being with, um, like you were saying, talking, be careful of what you say to children. Children, I don't have children. And, but I have thousands of them. Yeah. Everybody else's children is my kid. Mm -hmm. There's kids that, that run around church calling me auntie, Mm Titi and auntie. (laughs) And uh, miss Marsha and and some of them that can't even walk but people know like I say oh guess what I found some somebody had a baby back there and and they said oh Marsha's got somebody else she got she's mm-hmm. got a new baby she's got a new baby and and the thing is that I look at little children and they're just small adults without all the experiences absolutely and so growing up I was told things about me mm-hmm. And that my vivid imagination that I was a liar.
2: Mm.
1: So when you talk about your son, and it's like I I did have vivid imagination and I would sit, I can go and just play in the park by myself. And that's him. And and I'd be running through the park and screaming, and somebody would say, Well, what's the matter? Oh, somebody's after me. Nobody's after me. I'm acting out a play mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it wasn't that I was lying to no. anybody. It's that I saw it on television. I wanted to be an actress and I was dramatic, mm-hmm. very dramatic. And so, but as adults around me, that if I would sit and tell a story, that that story would be a lie. Mm. So and I was also in that in that doing bad things is ugly and if you do bad things that means you're ugly and you can't get the ugly off. Mm. So I grew up thinking I'm ugly. Wow. And all the so many of those things that come in and um, actually form my belief as an adult of what I think about me. Right. What I think about religion. What I think about women, yeah. what I think about men, what I think about relationship, marriage, everything stems from something that had occurred in my childhood. Yeah. And I bring it into the, into my adult life and even up to, and I still work on, on like being able to look in the mirror and say, you're pretty, mm. you're pretty, regardless of what other people think about me is that I tell people, you know, I don't see what you see. Mm-hmm. I've never seen me face to face. Mm -hmm. Then you're right. I only see me through a man-made mirror and it's a man-made mirror. Some mirrors look great. Some other mirrors make me look like I'm the little old lady in the (laughs) shoe. You know? (laughs) And I'm like, who the heck is that? Right, right. Is she paying rent? You know, who's that in my (laughs) house? And so. um, Oh my gosh. But when I say that, I've never, I've only seen me through those things, yeah. through those lens. But I'm getting better at looking at and unlearning what I learned and what I was told as a child to to say that wasn't the truth. Yeah, that was not the truth. So there's another layer, and it's just like not like that layer is being taken off, and I'll never think of it again. Right, it's a process. Yeah, yeah. it's a process that I go through that I have to go through in order to get down to the the woman that is really there on the inside. Yeah. And that I don't have to hide all facets of me to get people to like me.
0: And I that's can, a huge one too. I can just we, be we who say I am. and we do things. Uh, to receive the applause, the appreciation, the adoration. Yeah. We want those things. And, and not that those things are bad, it's just they're bad when that's what you seek all the time. That's when you're looking for people to constantly give you that and you can't affirm within yourself that God says, I am this and this is this is good. Yeah. Right? He made man and said this is good. And it's good. Right. And so right. I think that when you think about words and how you use them, I will never, and I tell you this all the time, and I'm going to tell it to the world right now. (laughs) This woman gave me the best phrase of my entire existence. (laughs) And we were talking about the evolving of relationships. And when you have to recognize some people, you got to put them in certain places. Mm -hmm. And you had went through a rough time with a girlfriend and had to let her know, we're good. Not the same.
1: But, but we're, we're good. good.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I can honestly say I use that so often yeah. when it's when it's time to use it. I will use it and say, we are good. Yeah. I understand. I, I've came to a place of understanding. But just understand the relationship is not the same. It's like forgiveness. I say forgiveness is for us. It is to free us so we right. don't die with this pain and this hate and this bitterness, yes. right. right? Right. But it does not automatically mean they have access. Forgiveness does not grant automatic access. No. It just says I no. release you. Right. So that I can be free to continue to live.
1: Yeah. And that's that part of that reconciliation. It doesn't mean that we are we are best friends like we had been. Right. Just the parameters have changed because right. of some things that had been done and and you know the stitches in my back from that Hello, ex, hello. you know has not yet healed. And so you know, but I still love you. Right. I love you. Right. I wish no ill upon you. I wish no ill. And so I check my front row. Mm. The people that do have access to me, I mm. periodically check it. And sometimes my ears perk up and I'm like, oh, well, what do we have here? And so, you know, I just sit down and I just start to watch and just yeah. be very careful. But, yeah, some people don't need. And it doesn't matter if you've known them your entire life, if you've known them for 50 years or 10 years or whatever it is. Mm hmm. They may not be at your right or left side on that front row. They might need to move back to the third row, hmm. the last row. Hmm. They might need but, to be
0: in the balcony. And they might just they need saying. to be in
1: the balcony. But they do not have, because it's a privilege. It is. It is a privilege. Prayer is a privilege. It's a privilege. It's yeah. a privilege to do the things that we do. Yeah. And if we look at it like that, how would would you? How would, could you possibly do something like that to me, when I'm a privilege,
0: right, absolutely.
1: So, you know, it got to the point where I um, got God smart, and I said, "What would Jesus do?" Well, he shook some dust off his sandal. He said, "If
0: there's no peace here,
1: I'm out. I'm out." And so, what he was doing was was changing the parameters of a possible relationship mm-hmm. or carrying on of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I just said, okay, I'll put a Jesus spin on it. There you go. And there you go. And the thing is, is that um, other people that have, have been maybe closer up to the front, maybe second row or so, um, you know, with gossip are always talking about people. And I had to look at people like who calls me and what do they call me for? Right. That if they call me to talk about so-and-so, and I, I'll say, you know, well, when you call that person to talk about me, tell them I said yeah. this. Oh, I
0: so see. I, I, yeah, I see you saying that. I, do,
1: <laughs> I so see
0: you saying that. No, well, what do you mean? Like what you, do you mean? When you call them,
1: I, oh yeah. my gosh, I see you saying that. See, because if you want stories about me, right, I could tell you real ones you don't have to make up.
0: Right, right.
1: I can tell you the real deal. And this is why it's so important to watch
0: and pray. Right. So when God tells us to watch and pray, those two words, I don't think we really think about. Like you said, prayer is a privilege, right? So that's a conversation you're having with Him. With Him. I've learned to have more conversations with God in my prayer time so that I don't. Just spew off the mouth sometimes, in, in anger or irritation or yeah. whatever, or even when you talked about the gossip side of things, when you're in relationships or you're dealing with a girlfriend that worked your nerves, and now you need, you got to get it out. Yeah. So let me talk to the other girlfriend before I go back <laughs> to talk to her. Right? You are gossiping. Right. You, you don't are. you don't want to consider it you're, that, but that's what you're doing. Girl, I had what to I vent. Yeah. I just had to vent, though. No, you are gossiping. No. So why not have that conversation straight up? Right? Yeah. At prayer time. Yeah. But then the watch part that I think we miss is that watch what you say. We think eyes, I'm looking, I'm, I'm praying and I'm watching. No, no, watch what you say, yeah. watch what you hear, watch what you're looking at. And yeah. yeah, all of that plays a part in how God reveals what you've been praying to him about. Yeah. Yeah. So that watch and pray, those words are so critical that we don't, we don't look at them the way I feel we really should. That not should. consistent. not consistently, not at all. No. And so I wanted to um, talk about your journal, ma'am. Okay. Marsha has a journal, you all, and you need to get it. Because here's the thing, if I dig any deeper, (laughs) I don't think, I don't know. I might be pulling stuff out. I didn't know what was up in that bad boy. Like, what is, who is this?
1: Like, what is that? That's why he doesn't reveal things all at once. I'm trying to tell you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually, and and I'm not giving it to anybody because it's mine. And you wrote it. It's mine. But it's an awesome book. For those of you who are not seeing the video, it's a guided journal of gratitude, life and words. Mm -hmm. And, I love this because one, it encourages journaling, Mm -hmm. but it encourages journaling in a way where you dig deeper. Like every time we get to a certain point, we'll get to writing and then it says, where is it? Dig deeper. Digging Digging deeper. deeper. (laughs) Digging deeper. And I I like it because I think often for those of you who are new to journaling or even have been journaling for a long time, we just start spewing out feelings, right? Just go, go, go. But there really isn't a... Like, okay, let's write, let's look at where this is really coming from. What is this really about? Mm -hmm. And I I really like the way you make us really dig in in the gratitude side of it. Yeah. Really. And so I had to, I actually did it on my laptop. I was like, okay, I'm going to open it up, but I don't want to write in here because I'm going to come, those layers, right? Yeah. I believe I'm going to come back and do this again. You can do it
1: as Over and and over over again. Over and over and over.
0: over I really like that. I really do. So what was the inspiration behind this?
1: Um. Because I know how journaling has been my best friend,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, and what it means to me to journal, and how I can go back and see where um, things in life are really cyclical, yeah, and how I do the same things over and over with a twist, mm. and. I thought, well, if this is looking at me, if I never journaled, where would I be now? And the worst part of it is, is that I think I probably would be dead.
2: Wow. Because well, why do you say that?
1: I say that because words do matter. Yeah. And we speak life or we speak death. Yeah. I tried suicide twice. It didn't work. I was a failure at that. But when I wrote things down, it didn't fester on the inside of me. Mm. I believe and I do believe that a lot of cancers are caused by things that are held up and locked up, some dark thing, whatever it is, some hurt, pain, and you're trying to cover it up, cover it up. Those emotions have to go somewhere. They have to they cannot just stay there there's people that um well they only killed those five people in the in the burst of a moment because they exploded yeah they exploded and did those things they exploded and 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 did what whatever it is they yeah. did but if they had an outlet if i really want to help people especially women because we tend to and I say we, and I'm speaking of the we of the people that women that I have come across. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I'm not trying to blanket that all women are like this, but this is how I had been and many of the women that I know that I come to you with this face on because I don't want you to ever know how hurt I am on the inside. Yeah. That I was and and if I tell you my story how how pardon me, badass I am. Mm-hmm. 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 If you listen to people's story and all their stories are about how big of a badass they are, yeah. they're hiding something because we're not that way all the time. We are not. Yeah, I get beat up. If I tell you that I won every fight I ever had, <laughs> you know, that is a lie from the pits. <laughs>
0: I've just been lucky not to have too many. When I did, well, they were men, which was like, "How are you fighting a man?" Well, yeah, I did. I,
1: did I, I, that I, would, too.
0: I would fight a man in a heartbeat in before a heartbeat. I would fight a woman. That I don't. I, I know well, where it comes from, but
1: yeah. Well, you know, I growing up that, uh, uh, so with with these things that you know, I once I learned how to speak, yeah. and enunciate that. Um, this became my my fight right here. Yeah, this mouth. And because I read a lot, I had a lot of knowledge and I listened. And so I knew how to manipulate. I knew how to to do things, but it always ended up somehow that things I said caused a fight, Mm. a physical, Mm. you know. And so I had, you know, I got toned up a few times and I was expelled from a school for my mouth and for fighting. They called it inciting a riot. And, you know, and I just thought, you know this is so unfair. And so we move away. I, they put me in another school and then I get suspended from that school for fighting, Wow, fighting. Mm-hmm. And so, um, there's so many, many of us because of that facade yeah. that I live behind. And I want you to see this. I want you to see that I'm always fashionable. I'm always, you know, at my best. I'm always this, I'm always that, but no, no, no. If I'm going to see you, I want you to see me cry sometime. Yeah. I want you to see me slumped over. I want you to see me life. Yeah. I want to see that in you too. Yeah. And when people don't, that I'm robbing me of the opportunity, I'm robbing you of the opportunity to help you.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the authenticity. We're missing Authent- that. Missing and I think that. that's why we have so many people that are low in self-esteem because what you see, the things that are being said, the words that are being used, the captions and all of that all kind that- of stuff, we're not being authentic. We're not being real. We're putting, the but again, the highlight reel, right? We say that often. The highlight reel is what you get yeah. to see. But you don't get to see the editing and everything that went into giving you just you that highlight reel.
1: And so when I... Um, People say, "Well, what do you do?" Well, I I am a speaker and I do write and I, you know, help women and I do all that. Yeah. Okay, all right. I've done that. I've helped people. I was in, you know, I was an executive in in the corporate world and I coached women to to be their best.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I saw the potential they didn't see it. Yeah. I said, "Work with work with me. Let me let me work with you," and I saw that I was pretty good at it. But now, outside of that, being an entrepreneur. Yeah. (laughs) There's that word. There's that word. And so, in doing this, when all I really want to do is help the other women, Mm -hmm. what best way can I do it? Can I do it from a platform on a stage? 90% of the women out there go, yeah, right on. Preach, sister, preach. You know, this and all that. Yeah,
0: but haven't walked away with
1: anything. Yeah. How can I be an influence and how can I impact? Well, what impacted me most in my life was my journals. Yeah. And so it kind of morphed into, um, it started with that thought. And then I said, well, God, what, what, what do you want this journal to be? And I was working with a, um, a coach and, and she would say, well, maybe you want to put something in here so that they get to know who you are. Yeah. These prompts are great. But if you just give a person a prompt without telling them who you are yeah. and how you got over, give them a piece of you first. Absolutely. So that's it builds
0: credibility. It, credibility. it opens my ear to and, hear.
1: And it sparks it sparks them to say, she's putting that down on paper. Right. Well, I can too. And so that's why when it comes into um, one of the, the chapters, um, I'll have a title. And I will give a, a a question, and then I will say, I believe, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you what I believe about that situation. And then I turn it on you. Well, let's dig some deeper here. Yeah, yeah you now did. Now, let's, let's get to you. Yeah,
0: uh-huh.
1: Now, it's your turn. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, you do that a lot. So she does that a lot in her journals. I do.
1: <laughs> I did. I do. But I love I it. I I love and it. And it's even down to our beliefs. Yeah. What do we believe, and why do we believe what we believe?
0: Right. And can you really, I'm telling you that list for all of you who really, um and you can see why I didn't want to delay any time for us to, to talk today. um, Like that list, that's still sticking with me in terms of just what, what do I need God to be for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And when you think about journaling, when you think about relationships, when you think about your careers, when you think about your kids, your spouse, wherever you are in your walk in this life, what do you desire to see life be? And then, What do I need God to be for me? What do I need him to be for me? Right. To me. Yeah. Yeah. Because then he'll begin to reveal, okay, I'm glad you're here. Now let me reveal to you what I have for you. Right. Exceedingly, abundantly, and above all you can ask or think. So words matter. I mean, the word itself, (laughs) if you truly take the time to read the Bible, begin to learn who God is in your life. His word (laughs) is so powerful. And the principles, like you said, are all based on his word. On his word his word. So I always like to say, give a scripture. I believe I am not a perfect person. You all know, I say this often, not a perfect person, <laughs> but I do believe I serve a perfect God yes. and his principles are yes. true. And so uh, what scripture would you like to share with everyone?
1: Well, the first crypt- scripture I ever memorized as a little girl mm-hmm. and it fit right in. And it's John one and one in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. and The word was God. And I Anything love that was made was made by him. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's and that's beautiful. I mean, when you think about what we talked about today, the importance of journaling, the importance of words, that words matter. And then you tie that scripture matter. in. Like, I mean, you trying to close Michelle for me, or what are you doing, Marcia? <laughs> Man, I don't really Just have nothing to say behind over. that. Yeah,
1: take you, over. it. That's,
0: it's all good. It's all good. I love it. So I'm gonna show you all. Here's the book. And for those of you listening, again, I love it. I think it's great. And it's not a book. Forgive me. It's a book, but it's a journal. Let me be very specific. It's a guided journal of gratitude, life in words by Marsha Sherrill. So, ma'am, I've enjoyed it. Get it on Amazon. Thank you. Tell them where they can find you, where they can find this Um, and everything.
1: You can go to my website. It's Marsha Sherell, M-A-R-S-H-A-S-H-E-R-R-I-L-L.com. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. She is. I'm I'm just you know all over the place and if you see me out someplace at some you know stop and say hello, and um, she's very welcoming. I am. She I, is. I am. And <laughs> I am. And I'm a hugger too. So, um, so yes. But the book is on Amazon. I have three other two books, uh, three books that I co-authored awesome. um, with other women, and two of them are titled "Rock Bottom Is a Beautiful Place." Mm. And again, it's a back to the words. Yeah. Rock bottom is a beautiful place. It's more like how you treat that rock bottom.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so rock bottom is a beautiful place living with the grateful heart. Mm. And rock bottom is a beautiful place living your calling. I love it. Um, there's one for entrepreneurs and that is um, a branding book. Um, uh, and, and then I have this other little book here, which is not on, I, you know i just hand these out to people okay. and stuff it's just some of my blogs and it's called in the fast lane with marsha oh you know all right. some of the things i write in here and 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 as it turned out one of the chapters was that came out was that i am a bully that mm. you know when people wow. are bullied yeah they too can become a bully absolutely to other people they can and I had become a bully and mm. I had to let the public know about that. Mm. And so that sets me free. That's the other thing about journaling is that it it frees you from a lot of different things. Yeah. And then my last one here, Life in Words. And so I will be um, at some point in time uh, going to be doing some book signings and so Beautiful. on. Beautiful. So you're going to have to come back and let us know yeah, when that's I happening. That. Please. I will do that. I I'm will.
0: excited and I'm glad to have you. I'm glad you came on today. Well, you know, family, I hope you got a lot out of this and the importance of why words matter. I am so intentional in how I talk to individuals as best I can, even when I'm in an angry moment, a lack of patience. Um, if you think about the word love and what God says love is, you read those words, kind, patient, long-suffering, you know, does not keep record of wrong. Like those words are big, but I think oftentimes we don't take the time to really digest, num- number one, what we're taking in and what we're putting out. So journaling is really great. Go ahead. No, I just
1: wanted to say just this one final thing. I promise. Okay. And you talk about the fruits of the spirit, and as many times as I've read those, yeah, I didn't know that the last one was self control. Yeah, self control. And it's huge when you think about addiction, right? Self control. When you think
0: about just every facet of life, that we controlling that you have it, but but, and if I don't have it? it,
1: if I don't have it, that means I am not. I'm not benefiting from the fruits of the spirit so what what's going on with me? Right. that I am not not living the fruits of the spirit. Right. Right. If I lose control over ice cream, I got to have it every day. Well, I'm out of control.
0: Absolutely. That I means no I'm control. not
1: I'm not under I'm not under God right there. Yeah. In yeah, that area. That's good.
0: Yeah. that's good. See, Anyway, look at you look at you I told y'all I was trying to take over my show oh, yes. now, <laughs> you guys know how I am I can't be too deep for too long without pulling you back up give you a little giggle and i throw you back down <laughs> so it's been a great time thank you so Have much for being on the show you're welcome and family you know what I say you make this day far from ordinary and may your week manifest into God's best I love you and I look forward to seeing you again soon bye
1: bye